Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello! Hello, did you hear there was an explosion in London? What? What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, seriously. Uh, some woman drove You're down like two one way. There. <laughs> do you know who did it? Do, do, no, do you know we're them? like, P.S. We're like half a million people, Missy. Okay. Um, so it's not woman... just you and Brandon, okay? <laughs> no, we're not just like mayor and mayorette of the town. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. Um, an impaired lady drove down the wrong way on a one way, and oh, there was like a gas line. Like she crashed into a house and hit the gas line, and <gasps> literally the house exploded. There are pictures like aerial pictures and then the whole street is oh my god the house is obliterated the street is a mess and London has kind of come together to raise money for the community it's actually quite lovely in terms of like how people have come together in order to help the people that have been put out of their homes and have left That's with insane. absolutely nothing okay, so, okay, yeah. okay but but like is everyone okay Okay, well, that is the crazy part. So nobody was home. There were two firefighters and two police officers, and I think maybe two other people that got like smoke inhalation and some minor damage. But there was not a single death. It is not, and it's literally like ten minutes from our house. Yeah. Okay, so something <laughs> explodes that big, and you wait all the way until the end of the week on our <laughs> podcast call to fill me in on this. Well, I was like, we're safe. And Helen messaged me and and checked How in. How did she and know? <laughs> I guess I people guess she, watched it's the not news. on the news. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I'm like, news is you, guys. you guys you guys have enough going on you know <laughs> okay well nothing like that happened so I have nothing to say <laughs> let's carry on like let's move yeah, on to nothing more ignited. fun items right <laughs> yeah look I know some people are super upset about this whole like Franco Drew situation but I'm mm-hmm. freaking loving the chaos because oh my gosh yes because I just sort of it because it's so like weird I don't have a better word. Uh, I'm just going to run with that. Um, What I really like about it is that, like, I can't even wrap my head around how far-reaching this is. So it's kind of like I'm still in shock over the whole thing. I'm still kind of, like, at the same place all the characters are at. Like, like, like Franco, Elizabeth. Like, I'm still there in terms of that space, like, trying to understand all of it. But that's why I think it's kind of cool. It's because I don't think can know how far reaching it is just yet. And so I I guess I'm really, really excited about it. It's just the start. And guess who else is excited about this storyline? Who? Okay, so we've had quite an interesting week. So William DeVry was really, he's excited about this storyline, the actor who plays Julian. And so he... He was talking about it on Twitter and somebody was like, I'm so fed up of this. He's like, but the storyline just got started. And I had responded my thoughts on it and he had retweeted it. And I was like so happy and excited. But yeah, I'm, I'm loving the, the chaos and all of this because I, I don't mean to like downplay it, but it's interesting because the people it's happening directly to are not necessarily people who always get featured. That's sort of, to me, a little interesting. Do you understand what I mean at all? <laughs> I do, but I wanted to let you finish your thought. And so- okay. No, but you know what I mean? Like, that's what, because it's like, out of all the storylines we've had, you know, some are really extreme. And even though it's, it's extreme because it's crazy, this concept, but at the same time, it's still like middle. You know what I mean? It's crazy. It's not too crazy. It's subtle, but still damaging. That's kind of what I like about it. It's, it, it's, 
it's teetering on this really fine line. Well, it's very far reaching. And like you said, like we still haven't even got into Ava knowing what's happening. How is no. her, her, you know, dealing with Kiki? Because like it or not, her and Franco have that bond and she may have not explored it to a certain extent, but he, you know, says how much he loves her. And he is the one person who can understand that with her. And now that's gone. You know, the whole Kim situation, Cam, oh my God, Cam today with his mom and just his wanting to, just expressing how he feels about how things have changed emotionally for him towards Franco, even though he knows he was always a good guy that had to go to this extreme. Like, you're right. It's just amazing how it can unfold. And also, Drew 2012 was kind of a jerk. I don't know if it's just the mix Um... of like his shock right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but to be honest he is exactly because like Johnny was watching a part of it with me today and he, I said I'm like he's he is what Kim described she described a hothead she described mm-hmm. somebody who like you know got into a bar fight for a guy maybe looking at her the wrong way or that True. sort of thing but you know the way he hit on her like the, he was really passionate so she did describe somebody who was somewhat of a hothead and so I think he is to me like I'm not surprised that he's playing it the way that he's playing it it is interesting though because you know current Drew I'm not sure how we're going to define the two if we're going to call him like current Drew sounds good see Drew current Drew Drew is very like refined he has this like calm demeanor obviously it's because of the Jason memories but also he was allowed to establish himself exactly and then this is like some bratty 20 year old (laughs) it's just like I'm the only person in the world (laughs) but it's true it's seven years ago you know a lot can happen in seven years and a person can really mature and yeah so I'm really enjoying this and we did get to learn a little bit about Drew that Drew really young did come to find out on his own that he was a twin to Jason Quartermain I thought that was really cool like I liked the way he's he kept the eye contact and said that story like you had my face I was like how weird would it be for a teenager to open up a yearbook or see something and it's like it's your face like, it's I know but it, it also rebellious because he felt so like f you that he didn't even mm-hmm. like contact the family and was just like he got the information he needed but didn't want to have anything to do with them so that I mean that speaks to a whole other thing um, and there's so much, there's so much, there's so much to get to. But like, if we just backtrack to when he gets up, okay? So yes. can we talk about his his little makeup session with Kim? And I just find uh, it so yes. sneaky, sneaky in the way that they edit. Because we know that the way it ends and the way it starts <laughs> the next day, they're, they're directed or by two different people sometimes. Yes. And so I'm just saying, okay, we all saw what happened when the show ended with them kissing. And it was mm-hmm. long. And Kim was nowhere near getting her hand to, like, push him away. Like, not even close. But she was full in on this whole thing. And oh, then yes. and then when the episode starts again the next day, she's appalled. I'm like, oh, so you don't like unwanted affection? Oh, my <laughs> is, God. Is that a problem? Think, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. What I was thinking about, okay, it, when it took you, like, one whole day to push him away. But I feel like she saw, she melted into the situation. <laughs> And then she saw Drew and Elizabeth in a peripheral, and it's like she snapped back into it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I mean? 
Yeah, because Johnny today he asked me, he's like, he's like, oh, is Kim still uh, crazy, crazy? <laughs> because he he was seeing Franco as Drew, and he's like, he really thinks he's him. I'm like, yeah. So he was asking me about her, and it's just, what did you think when Drew advised her? And because she's like, what do I do? I'm like, I mean, at least Elizabeth was kind enough to acknowledge that this was hurtful for Kim, yeah, and difficult for her, and given the state and what she's dealing with. But when Kim asked, what can I do? And Drew was like, you need to insist that you never had anything and don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> do you think Drew thinks she'll take advantage? Because that's the, what I got from oh, his right. message. It's like, he knows. It's like, this girl's willing to drug and sleep with me. Yeah. Um, she wanted my baby. And now she has the version of me that... Because, like, I mean, what does it matter that he doesn't have... Drew's face. Drew doesn't have Drew's face, and that was even right? funnier. That was even funnier <laughs> because the guy's like, he wakes up, he's like, I'm Drew, and he's like, No, I'm Drew. He's like, Well, one, you don't have his face. I don't know what you're talking about. And I busted <laughs> out laughing because I completely forgot about that part. Um, so, like, I mean, all the Drews she's been connected with <laughs> don't have Drew's face. So, like, would she really even care? That you know what? I didn't even pick up on that. I was just honestly struck by Elizabeth's grief and then the whole Kim not pushing him away. But yeah, she's still got a little crazy. I mean, she's been to what, like three therapy sessions? Oh, for sure. It's still there. And Okay. And, and even when Julian was like, maybe this is more of a reason we should go, it didn't look like she agreed. Uh, yeah. Okay. So there were so many, okay, Kim moments. Where do you want to start? Before we do that, there's a couple more like Franco things I kind of want to touch on a bit, like from when he woke up. And something I wanted to kind of like run by you a little bit and see what you thought. So first off, the whole metal thing. Okay, so I posted about that this week about this idea that when Drew was handing over the metal, even though I knew it would be boring if Franco woke up and had Franco memories. Absolutely. Like it, would just, it would be stupid. But to be honest, it was the moment that Drew gave him the metal that made me go, okay, like 100% he's waking up as Drew. Because when he was giving him the metal, I just felt like he was passing his old life on to Oh, yeah, like Drew. passing the torch kind of thing. Exactly. So that, to me, I thought was so awesome and subtle and really well done. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next thing I want to say, and I just, okay. So this is what I've been thinking, and I'm, I'm having a hard time articulating it. But okay. when this was happening and Franco was waking up and you have like Drew and Elizabeth, because this is like, it is more sort of about them two. And I just find like this whole memory storyline, like I'm, it's like hard to follow. Like who was on the other end of this? So this is what I feel like. I feel mm-hmm. like on some level, okay, and I'm not saying anybody deserves anything, but I feel right. like on some level, Elizabeth and Drew are experiencing a different perspective of a past experience. Ooh. Okay, because like Drew is cool with Jason now. He cares about him. Right. He he was like searching for him last week, making sure that he was okay. But a while ago, he was angry with Jason for having his memories. He was angry for having the memories and never mm-hmm. once looked at Jason's perspective. He never saw Jason as like a victim as well. He was angry, he was shocked, and we get it. He finds out he wasn't him. But he seemed to not understand what it felt like for Jason having his memories implanted into somebody else. Yeah, it's like somebody breaking into your house and just like, you know, stealing all your memories. <laughs> right? And having and what it felt like to have someone believe that you're them. So anyway, so I felt like, okay, this is interesting. It's sort of like a little bit of a role reversal. And then when it came to Elizabeth, 
I kept thinking, okay, well, okay, something feels weird here because she's been on the other side <laughs> of this whole memory thing before. And she mm-hmm. used someone's faulty memory oh, to yeah. hold on to them. And oh, now yeah. someone's faulty memory is sort of pulling them away from her. So I, so yeah, so I just, so that kind of struck me that they're kind of on the other side of this whole like memory fallout thing. That's some really good analysis. This is like top-notch analysis. Okay. Because it was like, I was having a hard time (laughs) making sense of this in my head this week. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, it just felt like a mirror effect. I was kind of like, what's going on here? Like, when I was watching all three of them in the scene, I'm like, anyways, that's what struck me. And I I had to tell you. And also, something about what you said last week. Because I didn't know how I felt about it. Because last week, you you were like, Franco's going to get his memories back. Eventually. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because, like, Drew never did. And they kept reiterating that on today's episode, actually. But then, during the week, I was thinking you were right. And I forgot about why I thought that until I read my notes just now. <laughs> and so, okay, so part of the reason I, I think that you're right is after I was thinking, okay, well, you know, Drew didn't really want the memories back. But a lot can evolve, you know, in terms of, like, if they invest in looking to the procedure. But outside of that, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, Ava's not the only one friends with Franco that's going to be hurt by this. There's a lot of them that are on the fringe that are close. You know, with Obrecht, Ava, Franco. Like, they all have, like, an appreciation for their friendship because they're outcasts in the town. And if Obrecht gets wind of this, she used to be a mad scientist. So yes. I feel like if she would get back to her roots... If anything, him being her friend would be motivation enough for her to figure this out. Ooh, and it even draws the line between Cabbage and her. Like, she can go and visit him in jail. Yes. You know, and get all it. Like, I could, I see how that can, like, actually reverse. Or he'll still maybe have Drew's memories, but have Franco's memories, too. Maybe. And the, and the, and the thing is, with the whole Cabot thing, he's not disappearing. Because Robert made a point of saying that he's not sure what's going to happen with Cabot because he's mm-hmm. offering to to um to say which one of Anna's memories are fake which I feel like we all know what it's gonna be what is it gonna be we've talked I mean I think you're the yeah I'm positive if you're the one who noticed this is that the relationship and the antagonistic attitude he has that uh Robert has towards Peter mm-hmm. it seems to be the pattern with like you know Nina and Willow with Alexis and Sam like it just seems to be like if you're super antagonistic with somebody who could be your kid in that age range it is your kid yeah I think so <laughs> like I think I, I, I think that that would be interesting but yeah so I, I would want to understand that better because I would un- want to understand what happened Back then, because obviously Anna would have thought it was Faison's baby, and that would be the reason she she gave the baby up. And so exactly. as Cinnamon, Deb thinks that too. She thinks that Peter is going to end up being Robert's son, um, and she th- and Anna thinks it's Faison's. But I think that there's some memory trick that was played on her, and we do know that there was some kind of memory manipulation to Anna. And she goes, "Why else would they have Robert hate him so much?" So I think she's totally on the same line of thinking that we are. With this whole, like, Peter, uh, Robert situation. Oh, okay. So then Robert and Anna can bond over their new Right! And then Hayden and Finn can bond over their child's bond. Yeah. I'm I'm just worried about his reaction. Like, obviously, I think it's going to be fine. 
in the end, but I think he'll be mm-hmm. mad. <laughs> I think he'll be devastated. I think it, it might bring him close to wanting to, well, like, um, how do you say, like spiral? Because what was it, drugs or? It was. Or... It was, but I don't know if he'd spiral. I think he'd be mad, but I think having the kid there is always going to be the thing that uh, grounds him. But today, like, it's, it's obvious, which is like, can I be around <laughs> I children? I mean, Elizabeth's children. I was like, Oh my gosh, like you're a smart man. Can't you put two and two together? But just the looks they give each other, you just feel so like you're invading on, you're like in their bedroom or something. Oh, but I can't stop watching. So (laughs) So I'm like, like, "Mm, all these looks, I don't feel awkward at all. (laughs) Um, But Elizabeth, we have to give it to her, did a really good job this week being really frantic. In mm-hmm. front of, you know, just trying to, because this, this, this is a lot of proof, no? <laughs> like, look at your phone, look at your pictures, look at your ID. Why would I pretend to be your wife? Like, what would I get out of this? Do you have any idea what your past is? Like, but here's the thing. He, but could you imagine, though? Because, like, Hayden did pretend to be Drew's wife. Like, why would I go through all this? Well, somebody yeah. else did. <laughs> remember that i know oh, that's yeah, that is true so who would do that y'all sister <laughs> would, would do that oh my gosh they both they both been drewed like they both had they both had drew or they both have a drew you know what i mean yeah at some point that's what yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is yeah this is what i mean it's gonna get really confusing but okay i have to I have to say this about the Drew storyline, and I, I, I agree with this. So Jennifer Francis, 8326, said, this is part of her comment, why does Sam give a rip about Drew's memories and Franco? None of that has to do with her. And she said, now Jason might not care, but new old Drew might remember <laughs> some crap about his brother. And I'm like, new old Drew, which one is that? Franco. Just, <laughs> this is funny. I just, I'm just hoping that Jason finally gets to tell us about Russia. I never even thought about that. I just figured he was drugged the whole time. And she goes, I hope, I also hope he's doing it shirtless. <laughs> oh my God, that's the best. <laughs> that is the best. Super, super funny. But I have to admit, like, okay, because like I said, this storyline involved a lot of people that don't get featured a lot. You know, we have Drew there, we have Elizabeth, we have Kim, mm-hmm. we have Franco. And like, there's Franco's social life, you imagine you know, getting involved in and all of this, Cam, all of it, super far reaching. But then it's like, you know, Robert goes and tells Sam and Jason. And I mean, yeah, that's the, I, I get that the, like, okay, so in a way, story-wise, <laughs> I kind of understand. Like, if we think origin here, Franco was brought in as mm-hmm. Jason's, like, an antagonistic character toward Jason. So right. from the moment Franco came on canvas, there was a Jason and him connection and in a sense there still is even now and then you know so like and 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 it wouldn't make sense for like Jason of all people to be prepared to know this because he is wearing a face that Franco believes is his so part of me gets that but when Sam showed up at the hospital wanting to talk to Franco I really can't I don't understand that part and then running to tell Sonny and Carly again I love all these characters and I mean I guess it's good to know if you bumped into him that he thinks he's Drew but I feel like a phone call (laughs) would have sufficed a text I feel like she was like the town crier I just didn't understand the significance of Sam because she's got so much going on she almost died in a freezer I know you you got you got stuff happening you're a part of a baseball team now 
Exactly. You know, go do your thing and don't worry about Franco Drew. Drew 2012 and younger. Franco Drew, yeah. So do you know why? Like, do you have an idea as to, like, why this is? And maybe it's just the fact that Drew is the father to, what is it, her daughter, right? Yeah. And maybe it is about knowing just about his past and who he was, and if that will contribute anyway to her daughter, like, if we're looking big picture. But for okay. right now, I don't know. <laughs> but what I thought, thought was hilarious was... As Sam's telling the story, you know, that Drew is there to console Elizabeth because, hello, like, she just lost her husband. Carly's yeah. like, so how's Drew with all this? Like, the first no, question, she just completely, completely ignored it. Oh, my gosh. I thought that was, like, super funny. But going back to Kim for a sec, I honestly thought the role, like, that they would think about using Kim because if anybody could get Same. through to him, it would have been Kim. So, I mean, I get that there's that element of shock, but I really thought that they would use her as a tool in all this. Same. Use her as bait, you know, get either, you know, at least get him to go to a location where they can talk to him, get him to calm down. Like, there was, she is obviously the apple of his eye, and whatever it is that she had wanted to say or do, he would have listened to. Yeah. I, so, I yeah, think so. In time, I think, but I think maybe that's where it's going. Right now, she's also still processing, and right. I can't... Okay, so how do you tell your boyfriend that you kissed yet another man, but you still love him, <laughs> and maybe or maybe not want him to move with you, but right now, you may want to stay? I feel like... Isn't it easy, though, now? Like, I <laughs> mean... Years ago? <laughs> I think so. I, I think... I mean, once your your boyfriend catches you trying to rape another man and is cool with it... I think there's a huge opening, like a huge gray area. And this is nothing compared to that. Well, when you compare it that way, a kiss isn't the same. It's not. (laughs) And this time she didn't, yeah, and this time she didn't do it. She She didn't didn't initiate it. But Imad, okay, so, honey, so a man kissed me who thought it was 2012 and we were still in love. Um, I, I hesitated, but I did eventually push him off. It took a day. It took 24 hours. (laughs) But I managed to push off my friend's husband off my face. Like, I mean, I I don't, I mean, look, I'm not going to pretend I know what it's like to stare at somebody with a different face and then have them say things that only your, like, the love of your life would know. So, I mean, maybe I can cut her some slack that I don't know. But I feel like I would still see their face. Right? And I'd be like, you're my friend's husband. Anyways, that's just me, though. <laughs> I'm that's a prude. Just take. <laughs> I'm a prude. I don't walk around kissing my friend's husbands. Um, <laughs> but I, I thought that was, yeah, that whole thing was just hilarious. Uh, yeah, uh, it's really special. But I just feel like, well, okay, Julian sort of gave his reasoning. Because, like, I like that Lucas kind of confronted him. I did, too. I thought it was very strong. Good of him to do. Yeah, like, Dad, why are you doing this? She doesn't really mm-hmm. seem all that invested in you. Um, and I'm glad that he ratted her out. Um, yes. Oh, my gosh. But Julian sort of gave us a, um, his, his understanding of it. She's going through so much that I don't expect her to factor me in. And Which I was like, so okay. Noble. It's really nice, but it's really stupid. A, a little bit, because I feel like she's looking for an out. Like, I, honestly, I was on the page, like... I was like, you know what? He's right. Whatever, you know? But I just feel like when, you know, she was alone with Lucas saying, basically, mm-hmm. give me a reason to ditch him. Yeah, that was brutal. But Lucas looked mad. Like, before she offered that, he seemed annoyed. 
with Kim. Which I really like, liked. Like, you I know, think it's protectiveness for his dad. It was, but I was a little, I was surprised. Because we don't get to see a lot of Lucas, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's only recently that we're actually getting to see how he feels about things. And we're getting to explore his relationship with his sister. And, like, you know, the fact that he would defend her to Shiloh. How he feels about protecting his son. And now, because, like, the person who was exploring their relationship with Julian was Brad, not Lucas. Good point. You Poor know? Brad. I thought so, he was going to break into tears, man. Oh, my gosh. Dying. Dying with how much fun Lucas seemed to have <laughs> sharing the news. And, I mean, he's pretty good because... He clearly knows that there's more going on. Because, I'm sorry, Brad acts so weird about his relationship with Julian and is highly, like, dependent on him. And he lets it go for the most part. True. And just sort of accepts that this guy is dependent on my dad and he's going to be devastated. (laughs) There's something he's not telling me, but can't really do anything about it other than just you know, maybe have a little fun in this situation, which I totally love. <laughs> and he loved it too because we tweet we tweeted that and he and and the actor who plays Lucas retweeted it. I I almost died. I know it's so cool. I guess highlight of my day. Yes, I was really, really, really excited. So yeah, I'm, again, <laughs> I figure maybe if we keep talking about him, we'll get to see more. Because we have. We've gotten to see more. We have, and he had another great scene with Brad with the computer. He, he, he makes a good uh, a psycho a little bit because, you know, because he goes from what are you doing to laughing and be like, what are you doing this without me for? Like just how he flips his reaction. But what's Brad doing? And in the hallway, like you couldn't have tucked it into like a dark. Does he have an hallway? office? Wouldn't all the computers have access? Like, he has, a like, a lab, no? Doesn't he have a computer? <laughs> he has a lab. He has a lab. <laughs> because that wouldn't be as fun as doing it in broad daylight out in front of everybody in a giant font. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what's he doing? He was going to switch the medical information from Michael's heart condition and put it into Shiloh's file so it looks like Shiloh's really the dad. Like, I, it took me a while to realize what was going on. Because, <laughs> and, to, and to decide whether it was stupid or not. Because, like, when Julian was like, don't do anything. Like, just don't, don't do anything. Brad's like, I'm going to do something. I think, I think that's what he's saying to me right now. I got to do something. Um, and so, so I was just like, okay, wait a minute. The way things have worked out, you don't even know what's going on or if Shiloh's mm-hmm. in jail or not. So why are you now giving some kind of proof? Because now Shiloh could take your baby. Exactly. I didn't understand the logic. He's just in total panic mode. Like he was with Obrick and trying to push her overboard. He's not thinking things through. And as much as he says he enjoys, you know, the, the chats he has with Julian is what keeps him seen. He's still not making very good decisions. He's not, and you know, on second thought, with the whole Obrecht thing, like, he got her to back off, but I just feel like, why didn't you get her to help you in some shape or form? Right? That's, like, one thing. Like, you had, you have people that could kind of help make this real or whatever it is, like, that will make you calm about this whole situation. But I just felt like, okay, so what if you don't touch any of the records and they do a test and it's not like Shiloh's kid like can't you just play dumb exactly exactly like stop overcomplicating things and just see how it plays out okay for so a little is... bit and then handle it 
So this is super funny because I know for a lot of people, it's like, oh, this storyline, Wiley, when is it going to be over? And I mean, to be honest, I forget about it. Like a long time ago when the storyline started, you and I were like, it's going to be in the background for a while. So that's why we're not getting too worked up or too attached to like um, having it come out Mm -hmm. because it looked like a long term sort of a situation. And the more it's going, the more we're so used to it being Brad and Lucas's kid that we kind of forget it's Michael's. And the more that we've gotten to know Willow and the more the stories have progressed, it's heartbreaking if the baby gets taken away from Lucas and Brad. Oh, oh yes. Brutal. So I was watching Facebook Live this week and it was super funny. They had the actor who plays Michael, Willow, Sasha, and Chase on together. No way. Super funny. And so somebody had asked about the baby storyline and my was like I, I really don't know like I legitimately don't actually know like what the idea is like he assumes that it'll like come around but he he, he doesn't feel strongly regardless mm-hmm. like they'll make it work but what he does want and I thought this was so funny is that he'd like to be a cop on the show I, I can't even <laughs> and I was dying he's like because he was asking the question to everybody so when because he got into this conversation, like, if he's going to have another career, like, he was asking Chase, what would you want to do? Like, another career in Port Charles. And Chase was so funny. He was, like, uh, the actor, um, I think maybe, like, the WSB is, like, so you'd want a promotion <laughs> in your own, like, <laughs> field. And so Michael was, like, no, I think I want to be a cop. And he's, like, I see you as a doctor. He's, like, yeah, but doctor, like, that's all, like, eight years of school. He's, like, it'd be much quicker. He's, like, I would probably just do an internship and become a cop. He's, <laughs> like, dying of laughter. So when they asked him the baby storyline, he just sort of, like, again, answers and then just reiterated, took the time to reiterate. I, I just, I think I just want to be a cop. <laughs> That's how he answered the question oh about the baby switch storyline. And I thought it was funny. It was so funny. And another question came up to Willow. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm thinking about it, okay, so they basically, somebody had asked the actress, like, wouldn't it be fun to play a volleyball coach because Eden plays volleyball? super specific Hmm. question and so then I was just sort of like oh wait what if she taught at the high school (gasps) yes that seems a lot more fun and you'd be like more involved and like anyways yeah I just thought that would be an interesting job is like what if Willow worked at the high school I really 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 like this idea yeah because the guy Dustin does he work at the elementary or the high school he works at the elementary Okay. But yeah, Willow to high school. And then maybe we would actually get to see like Cam and Trina and Dev a bit more. That would be amazing. Well, you know what? That's interesting you say that because you know how they're going through the sheets of the courses that Dev needs to take. And they only went through one page, but there was like a stack of papers on the desk. And she's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you have this teacher for so-and-so subject and blah, blah, blah. So who knows? Maybe it's to come. I think that'd be really kind of interesting. So, okay. So about Julian, what did you think when he told Christina about selling the bar and her reaction? I think that she should buy the bar. That's what I'm thinking too. But like, I feel like, does she, I don't think she, I don't know if she has money. Like, I don't know if her trust, I don't know how old she is, but if her trust would kick in. But that would be really interesting if Christina bought the bar. But again, I don't think Julian's going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere, but I, I would like to see play out almost to the end. Like he sells her the bar and then eventually like he kind of has to come back and work for her. That would be so funny. (laughs) That would be amazing. He could help her like manage the place. Or even if they became partners. What if they became partners? I think it would be such a great dynamic and opportunity for Christina to just 
put her roots into something. Like she's doing such a good job of um, acknowledging her relationships and, and being more open and building her confidence and being a businesswoman. And not only that, having him have to come back and be like, so I want to buy my bar back. She's like, no, but you can be a partner. I like, I don't know if you noticed, but like when they were having that conversation, like I love everything that you're saying and I completely agree. And I like her being a businesswoman in this kind of like looser, more relaxed context. Cause I think that fits Christina more. Yeah. Then this whole, like, you know, like how Molly was thinking of being a lawyer. Like, I don't think that's for Christina. And I, and I see her more in this realm. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, it, it really jumped off the screen. I loved her, like, chemistry with Julian. I really love their relationship because she developed one that is just her own, you know? Like, he may have problems with her sister. It's her sister's dad. It's her mom's, like, complicated ex. But her mm-hmm. and him just have a very smooth and just their own relationship and it's really nice and he was really sweet to her that's true they respect each other he's willing to support her and go to bat for her and she obviously respects and cares for him deeply yeah so I would really love to see I think I would like more seeing yeah the partnership with Christina and Julian to get her more into the fold because if she owns the bar she might be more implicated in a bit like she get to interact with more of the characters I think yes. and I mean it it doesn't take the possibility of Sam let's say working now and again with her dad when it's needed but I just feel like it's more realistic to see him pair with Christina for now yes I love it I want that to happen so badly I know me too and so did you find it super funny um Alexis knowing the news <laughs> yeah. like her eyes just, she had like oh. she had like puppy eyes and I'm like okay your therapist is right you know he's I I didn't realize how fond he was of her and the way he spoke about her to Kevin but he's right because he's like you're still hung up on your on your ex and you're all like trying to make something happen with your therapist but then you like have the saddest eyes when Julian said that he was moving it's like her face and her mind don't connect or heart not sure which one I think she (laughs) some of her body parts don't connect (laughs) because I think she genuinely wants to not care she wants to move on. She wants to let go. She wants somebody like Neil who's functional and right for her and there's commonality. And I don't think she understands the part that just because you love somebody, like you still have to let them go. Like you don't have um, to be with them or have such extreme feelings for them. Like not, you only of, do yeah, you, you, not only do you have to not be with them, but you don't have to stalk them. Well, yeah, that's number one. <laughs> And be everywhere that they are. <laughs> Even funnier than all of that was when Julian left Alexis and Kim alone. I was dying. I was dying. Because Alexis was looking at Kim and she was uncomfortable and a bit squirmy. And yes. all I can picture in her mind was, I felt like Alexis was screaming, well, you win with her arms flailing <laughs> all around is all I kept picturing and laughing when I was looking at that scene. Like I couldn't even pay attention to what was actually being said because I was just watching Alexis's face. Like you did it. You made him normal. Not me. Oh my goodness. I could actually see that character. Like the way you describe it exactly that. Like if she had like a fantasy moment, like a little bubble over her head, that's what yes. was happening. <laughs> That's what was happening in my head. I was having a soap opera fantasy moment when I was watching that whole thing. Oh my gosh, I love it. So what are you thinking about the resident psychic? I really love her and I think she should have more scenes. I think she's hilarious. Just her facial expressions and how she cuts a certain way what she's saying. 
But I think it takes a certain skill to do that. And I didn't know Laura had siblings. The sister, the brother this? was a lie. Okay, that's what I figured. Okay, like I assumed from like the expression on her face that that wasn't actual reality. So she has a sister or had a sister. Yeah. So when she said I had a brother, I was like, oh my gosh, do I need to Google stuff right now? Because <laughs> I like don't <laughs> recall this ever. And then I realized what she was doing. But you know what's really ho- even funnier? When I was watching that scene with Laura and the psychic, and she, and the psychic was like, your son is in danger. And she went to go call Lucky. I forgot about Lucky entirely. Me too. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Like, I was wondering who is she calling? Exactly. I'm like, you can't call Nicholas. I think it's long distance. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> You're lucky. That... You, Mir, Mir gets a direct line right up there or down there, wherever. <laughs> So yeah, so I mean, she, she she sort of attacked the psychic, but the psychic kind of clarified. Not like that was really amazing. She said things that Laura couldn't know, and even when Laura went to talk to Kevin, you don't think it's weird that she knew where your living son was located, and that she yeah. was referring to your other one. Like that doesn't strike you? Gives me goosebumps. I love her a lot, and I hope she sticks around. I, I love the psyche because she's she pushes stuff forward and she gives us like as as like the audience little hints here and there like the the fact that she told Ava that um, Julian isn't going anywhere that gave me relief <laughs> and, I know, I, me and I too would make appointments with her because of the relief she provided <laughs> me and I and you know what I kind of agree with Ava I think Julian has a little bit of a double standard like. He's hard on Ava for doing what she's doing, which, to be honest, I think is kind of harmless right now. Like, I don't Absolutely. think she's obsessed with the psychic. I don't think it's, like, I don't think it's harming her, you know, financially or any other way. I think she learned her lesson with Avery to kind of keep it maybe to yourself in the grown-up realm. Yes. But that it was okay for Kim to kind of, like, drug people, try to have sex with them, try to have babies with other men, <laughs> and move to New York and all that is okay well so, so when Ava said yeah, I'm going through the same thing I know that broke my heart because Ava doesn't have anybody else Kim has no. developed a support system in Port Charles a genuine support system but she doesn't want it like she doesn't I even know. want it like she you know what's interesting because <clears throat> you said like we said that Drew 2012 and younger <laughs> yeah he's he's stuck in his 20s and he hasn't grown up well kim to an extent hasn't either she doesn't let julian fully in she doesn't see what's right in front of her that her current drew is still her family that she's leaving behind friends that she's connected with like elizabeth would do anything for her elizabeth is the one that went to go see her when she was at home brought her lasagna made sure she was okay like these are people that now become your family and elizabeth didn't even talk about her loss with jake Yes, he's alive now, but mm-hmm. for years she, she thought he was dead. And she really gave, um, like, I, I have to say, like, she was so amazing when she went to go visit Kim and she gave her all the space that she needed. Exactly. So Kim is very immature in a lot of the ways that she makes her choices. You know, I know it sucks because it's like his face is Franco, but his insides are Drew. And on that, <laughs> and, and Rashawn 22 said they should be together, referring to Franco and Kim, while also adding, yes, I do like Franco and Liz. And I do like Franco and Liz together. She she did find her person. She found her Ooh. her world. But I don't know. Like, I, I feel like Kim is in this place where she would be with Franco. Oh, Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Like, that's another thing. Like you said, like the way the story is going to unfold is going to affect so many people. And it's so interesting because she's still on the brink of being so on the edge of crazy. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, the fact that he remembers the good parts of her, the parts, all of that beautifulness and uncomplicated love could really drag her into another place. To be honest, like, how do you, like, you can't blame her. Know. You know, she's she's tried to get Drew to remember these things, and it's clear that she hung on to those years of her life, her whole life. Yeah. Her whole he was life. The one like, that, he's the one that got away, and she has him in front of her now. Exactly. And so, like, they never got to see each other again. We know why, you know, like, mm-hmm. he, was, he was taken. But even Oscar knew this. You know, her son realized, you know, my mom is keeping this CD. I think this is the person that could be my dad. And, like, mm-hmm. realizing, like, slowly, like, this was something she had been holding on to for seven years. So, in a sense, like, she doesn't have anything else to lose. So, I can see how that would feel so good. Because what better way to distract <laughs> herself from her loss than to go back in time? Oh, well said, my friend. If I could clap right now without dropping the phone, I would. I'm, I'm imagining the slow clap right now. <laughs> <laughs> so pop our fantasy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so now that I'm saying it that way, part of me just feels, like, sad for Kim. And part of me is like, you know, if this is what's going to make you feel better. <laughs> we'll sacrifice Brenda bad. for you. <laughs> But I mean, like, it's it's so weird knowing that, like, Drew's leaving, well, the actor is leaving. I know. Because him and Elizabeth, I know. Like, she, like, you know, like, even when she's talking to Ken today, she's like, well, Drew said we should do this. And who was also there when Franco got arrested? Drew. Maybe, maybe they'll just, like, recast him. I really, like, I would be okay with that just to see the story continue. It's a new storyline and it kind of sucks. Like, I don't even know or see how he would go. I know. So I'm kind of pro the recast like you, like you just said. Okay, it just so allows super... the story to live longer. Yes, I, I do want the story to last a bit longer. And, you know, coming full circle for Elizabeth. You know, she mm-hmm. tried to, to take Drew as Jason, which is kind of weird. Because I wonder if she realizes she doesn't want Jason. Because she liked the Drew version of Jason, who wasn't Jason, really. Like, he, he didn't have, like, even though he had Jason's memories, like you said earlier, Drew's very toned down. He didn't like he doesn't didn't want to have anything to do with the mob. Like he was like a, a middle ground version of Jason between Quartermain and Morgan. Yes. Medium Jason. He's a watered down Jason, and I was good enough for her because like the real Jason, his whole life is too much for Elizabeth. Oh like, yeah. That's the reason. Like, you know what I mean? Like it never really worked out. So it'd be really funny for it to come full circle and be like the guy with no memory, the stranger that you brought home mm-hmm. is the one for you. You know, love stories happy happen in the oddest ways. <laughs> well, I, I like it just it's it sucks, you know what I mean? Like she just got married and things just don't work out for her. And I have to admit, like for the first time this was really normal. Like a lot of her past relationships, she she did have something to do with things not working out or yes. let's say selecting I would say the wrong person at times, but in this situation with Franco, it is crappy because it's something that she really worked on for a long time and they worked together and they worked on the relationship. So anyways, it's heartbreaking. And also why I think the sister Hayden moving in is really good to take a man break and just allow her to kind of deal with this whole situation. Yes. Focus. Yeah. 100%. I really like, I I can't wait to see the dynamic because I didn't see them when they Found out that they were sisters. Oh, it wasn't good. It wasn't oh, was good. It good? They, they hated each other. They hated <laughs> each other so much. It was freaking hilarious. 
but I do like them getting along. So this, this would be really nice. And it would be kind of fun to see Hayden get involved with her kids. Yes. And I think that would be kind of super, super fun. But I do, I do have to say this, you know, like, I have to agree with Monica. I know Drew feels really bad because he has a relationship with Franco and he has a relationship with Elizabeth, mm-hmm. but this is a chance for Drew to get to know himself. I agree. I was totally on board with her silver lining. And the fact is, I like the way she presents things to him. Like she, they have such a great relationship and bond. It's quite yeah. beautiful. And that she can say, it's not just you. Like it, you know, we'll love who you get to getting to know you and love you more and kind of piece it all together. Like she said it so much better than I'm saying it right now, but it was really wonderful. I know it sucks, but at the same time, I think given that this happened, Drew does deserve to know, but I get that the timing is a bit weird to be like, Hey, do you want to like just sit down and tell me about our life? (laughs) Give me the deets. Give me the deets. Um, Okay, but okay, I know this is silly, but when because like there was a Drew Laura scene where he was filling in Laura with everything, and I just kept thinking to myself, like, you know, Laura's the mayor, but she's got a lot of free time. Um, Oh my gosh, does she ever? (laughs) And the thing is, like, they're she's the mayor, and I'm sure that there's like headlines and and the whole Franco thing, you know, he he his past and knowing that it's sort of like her son in law. Like, I know it's not, but the relationship she has oh, with right. Elizabeth, yes. that is kind of the role he plays because he is stepfather to her grandkids. So yes. so that is the role. And all I just kept thinking was, like, could you imagine the headlines? Like, the woman is in politics. Mayor's family in turmoil. <laughs> grandson stepdad injected with someone else's memories. Like, like <laughs> I was just, like, i watching her on the bench with Drew, and I just kept thinking, like, the crap that they must write about you. Like, I would love to have, like, a novelty Port Charles newspaper. Yes, or like a tabloid or like a People magazine. <laughs> so, yes, so much so. So oh what did you gosh. think of, of a little bit of a... So the baseball team's expanded because I was like, honestly, beyond Corintho's Coffee and the police station, who else was... I mean, sorry, not Corintho's Coffee, I, um, ELQ. Invader. Yeah, yeah, but I was so shocked at how many uh, baseball teams that they made and I thought it was so cool. They really ran with it. I know. I loved, loved when Jason came back in the house with Sam and Jason in his baseball uniform and then um, tight shirt Dustin. <laughs> oh my. Okay. Okay. So him. <laughs> so him just showing up. Like, like Hayden's like, oh, I got someone. And I was I... like, what? Like when she was talking with Jack? Yes. And then like he shows up and I'm just like, <laughs> like Lulu just, you know, she, she she turned around real fast and wanted to participate so much. Um, but before we keep weighing and eyeing over him, which I really want to take another minute or so to do, Caribou underscore 75 is proposing this. I think he's going to really be the guy who's been doing the break-in. But maybe not. I don't know. Just my opinion. But... Like, hmm. I can see how that could be. You know, he's like, I have two jobs. I gotta, like, work hard. Blah, blah, blah. But it would suck. I want him to be Lulu's person and the one who, like, not replaces Dante, but just makes her remember what it's like to be fawned over. Well, I'm sorry. Doesn't she deserve it? Like, no, Dante is not replaceable. He has something special, but he's also not there. Exactly. (laughs) And I love the fact that, like, Lulu and Maxie, they're best friends in real life. And the way they look at each other, it's so cute because you can see that, obviously, they have a really close relationship. 
on top of being excellent actresses and when they're looking at each other like oh hi hi how are you (laughs) it was so funny it was so funny I love the exchange I love how Lulu just kind of came alive with him and I loved watching how Maxie was just happy seeing her happy and there was a lot of funny moments because aside from that like Maxie was teasing Weasel about her crush on Jax and she even ratted her out, like, when she's saying something, we're all excited to see you. And she goes, no, I think you were the only one saying that. Like, about it was Jack. hilarious. And Oberkin's doing such a good job of being, like, a little bit coy. Because you always see her in this very strong, hear me roar type position. And she just kind of, like, gets a little schoolgirlish around him. It's so funny. She does. And Max even spoke to that, where she's like, it's just nice to see her being, like, you know, crushing on Jax as opposed to scheming. Um, I'm sorry, but did you? I forgot that she lived on Spoon Island because I was like, "What? Me too. <laughs> how do you? What? Like, I'm sorry. Like, how long are people staying at a bar that you have time to take a boat to an island and change your clothes? <laughs> Not even like she was gonna do it. She had like dirt on her face. She had to like you know really clean up. <laughs> like, anyways, I thought that was special. And then she was gonna like still call the police on Hayden but protect Jack by deleting all the messages I was like you crazy I know but I liked that Hayden was smart enough to offer him up as an opportunity to get her out of the house I know (laughs) wait I can't wait till he finds out what he has to do but um the thing that caught me with Hayden was when she said where would she have put it so what the hell are they looking for it's something Helena related I know and that painting of Helena gives me the creeps like it, I just I can't but and you know what like it is right the the painting yeah well I vaguely remember it had something to do with the tea being poisoned or something like that yeah because she gave it a, at like her will reading to Nicholas and in the painting you see a shadow so showing that somebody murdered her so apparently before she died she was psychic and had a painting <laughs> made it's like she, she had an artist sketch out her future and so the shadow in the teapot is Nicholas poisoning her. Oh, dear Lord. But I think whatever she's looking for is behind the painting. They focused on it a lot. Oh, my God. That didn't even occur to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're super right. I think that would make a lot of sense. Isn't everything behind something like that? Well, like a exactly. painting or a wall? I'm like, why uh... did you just look behind the darn painting? It's always behind the painting or you lift a book and a wall opens. Oh, yeah. She should know better. She still lived there to top it off. Exactly. Do you remember, like, I think it was last week when Hayden was like, you got to befriend Nina, like, to Jax. Mm-hmm. And I was like, befriend her? Like, what? They're already, I mean, I don't know. Like, what is she saying? Like, get really close with her. And I, I part of me, you know, given the relationship, of course it was flirty. Um, and like you've pointed out that she kind of concocts reasons to be mad at Jax to just to mm-hmm. kind of push him away. Yes. But this whole scene. Sasha thing and him thinking about Joss when she was sick I I was like ah I see I see how you can forge a deeper meaningful relationship with Nina but the thing is though it's it's really there though I believe that he really it is really there and he is reliving emotions of walking down the hallways of GH wondering what's going to happen next so even though Hayden may be saying one thing Jackson's already there he just needs to really get it he is, but I think this is what will allow Nina to put her wall down a little. Oh, because 100%. she's the one who's creating a little bit of the drama there because of Valentine. And Valentine could be, it's like, it's your wife's boss. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, like, you can't be a jerk. 
but he's Valentine. I know he doesn't give a hoot about anything. And so Robert thinks he's going to flush out Valentine and what he's up to, but it sucks because it, it has to do with Nina. I know. So I don't really know what's going to come of that, really. Neither do I, because I don't know exactly what they can find out, or, or, you know, all Valentine is doing is just keeping a lookout for her. It's not like he has an actual direct line to her. No, no, and I, I'm just, I'm just wondering how how Michael will piece it together who uh, Cassandra Pierce is. I'm wondering the same thing. That it was Sandy. That maybe they'll start looking at pictures or maybe he'll walk in on a conversation with Finn and Robert or something along those lines where it's just like a clumsy situation. Like, oh, "Oh, who's that? I saw her on the island. You know, I think you're right because he's he's constantly in the environment that Finn would be in. Because Finn's involved in everything now and Michael's always at the hospital now. So, yeah, I totally think that that could happen. I loved Michael's joke, like, how he is with Sasha. You can tell, like, something was happening right before they called action because she already looked kind of giggly before he was going to say his joke, which I, I thought have, was so cute. I have to say, it was funny, his whole, like, moving in joke in the movie yeah. truck. But you should, you should watch that Facebook Live thing because they are super cute, those four together. And it looks like they're really having lots of fun. Okay, I'm totally going to have to find that. I love all of them. Well, I love many characters, but that's going to be fun to watch. <laughs> Did you say that Chase was on there as well? Yes. Okay, but your man got punched out this week. I thought about you. Like, oh, oh, my God. God. so mad. You know what I was upset about? I was like, really, Chase? You're going to arrest him? <laughs> you know the guy. Like, I'm sorry, but uh, were you not there when you rescued him? And the guy had a procedure, and, he's, and he doesn't know that he's Franco? What are you doing? <laughs> I think it speaks to, like, his extreme love for the law. <laughs> oh, like, I was annoyed. Yeah, I think he's cute, but, like, he's so straight and narrow sometimes. And the thing is, I was getting upset watching that scene. I'm like, what is he doing? Like, why is he arresting him? Like, he knows what happened. And then Johnny's like, well, it's, it's to keep him in, in Port Charles. And I was like, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it now that him being arrested will at least buy people some time. And also, exactly. and also being like a uh, process, I guess, and the fingerprinting and the record. And, and that's the thing. Imagine right. he learns of his criminal record. His dad Ooh. gets pulled in as his lawyer. So that's going to like, like oh who's posing as your dad? Like, fine. We've clarified that women pretend to be people's wives. <laughs> you, you got me on that one. But I mean, why would a grown why man pretend to be your dad? <laughs> Yeah, that would be a new one. Maybe there are, is some, like, interesting things that can come out of a Franco arrest. Because he mm. might have looked up or uh, knows who Jason Cordemain right. Morgan is, but he certainly doesn't know who Franco Baldwin is. Oh, my gosh. that uh. I, can't, I would love to see the screen when he, like, pulls up the Google search and the look on his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is some reading for you Here's to do. nighttime reading, my friend. Oh my god, Elizabeth's gonna be so irritated when she goes to see Chase. Like, what are you doing? Like, I feel like she's gonna get mad at him, and I think she should. Oh my gosh. So one last thing on my end before we go. One of my favorite things of the week is, you know, I, you know, we like to poke fun at Alexis, but I like that she can recognize her own crazy and requested a female therapist, which I think is probably best for her. Uh, same. <laughs> my little observation this week that I did not like is I did not like the way that Joss 
was looking at Dev. So I'm going to keep a close eye on that. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. And I don't know what Dev is hinting at when he talks about his parents either. Because when know. my parents were gone, he never says dead. He says gone. Mm-hmm. So that is an interesting thing to... What's words? <laughs> I don't know. Like, how do I, finish? I don't even know. Um, I don't even know what I said to like even edit that so it finishes. Um, <laughs> I think we should just leave this all in and wish everybody a wonderful weekend. <laughs> oh, crap. Okay. Uh, have a good weekend, everybody. I love ya. Bye, Bye. everyone. Bye.